1: Break.
0: With Nick Eatman, David hellman ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton, it is Friday, December sixth, two thousand nineteen, season fifteen, episode number ninety-four. Welcome to another edition of the Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and oh, do we have so much to get into! Cowboys lay an egg, not a, not literally, because the points say that they didn't lay an egg, but. If you watch the game. They, no, they laid, laid an egg. Uh, they got a neck. They lose to the Chicago Bears last night in Chicago 31 24. We're coming off uh, the visit up there to Chicago, and uh, there are a lot of hot, hot opinions, at least there were last night, <laughs> about this team and about where they're going and how they performed last night. So let's dive right in. The first thing that I took from this game is you look at the offense, and to me it was probably as inept a performance as you've seen from them all season. Check this out. There were five possessions they had last night where they went three and out. Three of those possessions, they got zero yards, and one of those possessions, they actually got negative 12 yards. What was the problem with the offense last night?
2: Um, I mean – Let's start where it always starts. It starts with the offensive line and the quarterback. And so, the you know, offensive line, you know, I just didn't think they were There's dominant um, at times. I mean, they, they ran the ball decently, and they actually did well in the red zone there. I thought the pass protection wasn't – I mean, Dak was running around for his life. But it was, Dak's, it was Dak's worst game of the season, I think. I mean, I don't care what the stats say. Stats lie. In this case, I think it was his worst game. He did not play well. He missed open receivers – And not until people started going to bed, you know, turning it off, did he start playing well. So I said last week that, you know, he threw for like
1: 350 against Buffalo. And I I was like, that's a hollow stat line. Well, this is is worse, (laughs) honestly. Which, that's the crazy thing. You know, I guess I have a reputation at this point of being a DAC apologist. I certainly don't think he played well. But... I said it during the game, and, and the offense was bad. I mean, they had the 17-play drive. They, you know, established their run. Zeke looks good. They go down and score and then completely disappear. I get that. How many three-and-outs did you say? They had five three-and-outs last night. And I think they have more first downs on the first possession than, like, up until the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, my impression was, the I mean, Mitch Trubisky looked like Lamar Jackson. Like, that's what I couldn't get over is – Yes, the Cowboys' offense wasn't moving the ball. That's the play you don't like. David. and yeah. wait, What are we – oh, well, well you this, were mentioning – That, that, was oh, a, God, I mean, that play sucked. But, but there, well, was a play the where there was a start. play
0: last night. There was a play last no, night they just where – No, showed it there. Four, yeah, four it, I think it was the first play he showed. There, yeah. were, there were three different guys that had man coverage. There was one player that had like three or four guys around him, and Dak throws the ball to the guy with three or four men around him. And to me, it was just – it was a symbol of what the night was for Dak Prescott. Talking about his numbers, he was 27-49, 55% completion, 334 yards, a touchdown, and uh, no interceptions, 83.2 passer rating. The interesting part, though, is if you go back and look at the first half, that's when you see the just how bad it was. He was 6-13 of 13 in the first half, forty-nine uh, 46% completion with only 60 yards, 59.8 passer rating. That's really the story of the game. In the first half, other than that first drive, They absolutely could do nothing on offense.
3: A lot of the year, I feel like a lot of this has fallen on dropped passes. Not necessarily his fault, but I feel like this game, it was just bad throws. There were a lot of drop passes. I know Gallup had a bunch of them, and Cobb, and it was kind of everyone. But this felt like those drop passes fell a lot more onto Prescott than they have throughout the rest of the year.
1: I oh he he was off target all night up and I mean he he got it together in the fourth quarter I guess kudos to him for doing that but the game was well out of reach obviously and that's you can still say they laid an egg just because they lost by seven the Jerry Jones the owner of the team came out after the game and was like let's not let anybody get confused that this was a close game yeah, it like it to us. yeah uh, so they definitely laid an egg but here I guess here's the point that I was trying to make flame flame away if I'm a Dak apologist I'm sorry but. 17 plays, touchdown. Uh, Bears drive the field. Jordan Lewis gets a great toe-drag interception. Nice. Yep. Cowboys on the one-inch line. They don't. I mean, I don't expect them to drive the field. They play very conservatively. They punt. Bears get the ball back, go down, score a touchdown, 7-7. Cowboys do go three and out. I mean, no yards gained on the next drive. Then the Bears go down, score a field goal. And now you're getting toward the end of the first half, not a pretty drive, but the Cowboys get to the Bears 24. Don't get me started there. We're going to go, we, go there. <laughs> we've already talked crap on the offense and defense. You might as well throw special teams in there. Gets them into field goal range to potentially tie the game with five minutes to play. Uh, Brett Maher misses from the all-important 40-49 to 49 range. He's one of five on the year now from 40-49, to 49, which arguably is the most important range
0: for an NFL kicker to be accurate from. But he slept well. He did. that's what I heard. I heard he Yeah, did. here was this quote just to be clear. He says, "I hit every ball pretty well tonight. I'll put my head on the pillow tonight feeling good about what I did. I feel good."
2: You know what? Mm. You need to be cut for that. You don't you don't feel good. Why are you going to feel good about what you did? The results matter, right? You know what? I I actually one time, you know, I don't play a lot of golf, but one time I hit the greatest shot Ever into the middle of the number twelve fairway It was unbelievable. The problem it? was I was on number nine. Okay, a great shot. Hitting the ball well is not the, the, the what, what we're trying to do here. It. Hitting it through the middle is what we're trying to do. I would take the knuckle ball that just trickles in and hits every crossbar and upright and all that. Oh, I struck it well. I'm gonna sleep well tonight. Yeah.
3: Man. A lot of that with, nah. with when they talk to the media is kind of. Not telling the full truth. And that's with really everything they say. You know, they're always going to say, you know, like, we, we still believe in this team. There's no confidence on All that stuff you take with a grain of salt. But with this, you can't lie to yourself. You can't lie to the media about that. You have to be honest.
2: Yeah. And that wasn't his worst kick. His worst kick was the kickoff kick off out of bounds. Yeah. You know what? I said this in the pregame show about uh, 2007 against the Bears. When they went up there, and Devin Hester was the guy. and You had to kick it away from him, and they kicked out of bounds and all that. And they finally, they just told the coaches, listen, kick it, we'll tackle him. At some point, you just have to be an NFL player and say, we're going to stay in our lane, run down there. Yes, Cordell, Cordell Patterson's a great player, but we're going to tackle him. Because you're doing all this extra stuff, and then you kick it out of bounds, and but I,
0: my question is, Is was that also a, a reflection of the fact that maybe special teams just isn't on the right Like Special teams has not played well these last few weeks. Was it a situation where they were making a decision because they knew special teams had not played well, and they're like, just don't get it to Cordero Patterson because we don't trust that the special teams will make a tackle?
2: But they the alternative there is you kick out of bounds at 40, which and, is that, what he's trying to do.
0: But that also and, again that makes that shows you why it is such a big problem is because one thing begets the other. It's the same thing with with him kicking these field goals and being inconsistent. At some point it starts to affect the strategy of the game. It affects your decision making and that becomes a problem.
1: I guess, but that's what I was going to say is like the irony is you're outthinking yourself on kickoff because you don't trust your deficiencies in the kick game, but they have no problem trotting him out there for field goals that he can't make. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, this week isn't a great example. He should make that kick, but like, Thanksgiving against the Bills is a perfect example where like they're not even thinking about what hash he should be on or like how accurate he is from certain. They're just like, well, like, he'll, he'll, he's the kicker. He goes out and kicks. And they have no reason to feel that confidence, but they do it anyway. It's yeah. maddening,
2: and, and after the game, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it, but I guess we can talk about it now. I mean, after the game, Jerry was very noncommittal about that situation. Yeah. He basically said, "No." He did talk today. I didn't hear it. Did you? Hear it? It, I think you <laughs> a re- fan. Oh, kicker. he wasn't in a great mood first. Of you kicker at first. No, I, I mean, say, he didn't but... say.
1: Any, he, I mean, he didn't say anything about Brett Maher. Right. Jason Garrett's got a conference call today at four. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if we hear something about it today. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Yeah, but I mean,
0: it can't get worse, can it? Uh, yeah, he but, said. But that's my thing. It? I don't think it can who's get worse. Yeah,
2: but it, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. You can it, find a guy that can miss and kick out of bounds. That's
0: my point. Right. I, I don't and I said this to you in the press box last night. What is Maher doing for you right now? He's kicking out of bounds. Regularly he's not kicking it through the end zone. So he's not doing much on the kickoffs. He's so inact. I mean so um um inconsistent when it comes to kicking field goals. The only thing that right now you could say that's even a, on the on the plus side of the ledger for him is if you get in a situation where you need a sixty-two yarder, yeah. he's got as good a shot at doing that as any kicker in the league. Like that's the most you can say about him. I, that's not enough to keep a guy. I, I, I don't I, think I agree. Anybody I mean, they on the in street, last week, right? Anybody on the street, in my opinion, that is a, a NFL caliber kicker should be able to be at least that bad, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? I there's like a weird parallel there with the coach, isn't there? In like, what way? I mean, just I mean, at this point, with everything that's happened, yeah. like what are who's out there? Who's out? I mean, well, like you're like, what are you getting from Jason Garrett? And you're like, well, what's the alternative? Yeah. And and you're like, well, can it be worse? Like, could it yeah. be worse than what think, we've seen in the last three yeah, weeks? I, I,
2: Go ahead. I think that um, the this last game after the Bills game, they came back and told us all what it was going to be. You know, we're going to we're gonna actually grab the wheel, and we're going to take control of the destiny, and it's going to happen and all that. Dak said it. He was really clear about it. And he comes out and plays his worst game. Dak does, in my opinion. And then Jason Garrett, same thing. I mean, they, they go out, and I thought they had okay in some coaching situations. They had some head-scratching moments, you know, throughout the game, like they always do. But – the message just isn't being heard anymore. So to your point, who else? I, I don't know, but they' something has to light a fire under this team, and you know that's a bad joke, considering what what's happened with this team and the Hot Boys and stuff like that, that they're doing okay on their own doing that, but they they no one else is do, is, is igniting this team to, to anything. And Do that th- does fall on the head coach.
3: Do you think there's another coach here whose message could be received? Because as much as this falls on Garrett, it's a lot of other coaches who play a part in this. I think
2: it would. Be, that's a good question. I think it would be Jerry's message. Jerry's message of it just like he did nine years ago and he fired Wade and he said, I fired a good coach today because of you guys can't fire all of you so i had to fire this good head coach cuz you guys aren't playing well i don't think you would say that anymore i don't think it's the same type of situation but it's still it's like i can't do everything so i have to i have to let him go because it's not working
0: but i don't know if that lights a fire under this team because here's the issue the issue you got right now is there's a bunch of guys that'll be in that room that already got paid so what what are you going to do you going to cut them you can't really cut them they're too early in their contracts right you can't really cut them so what, what's, the, what's the real harm to them? Especially if they're like, well, he, he's gone. Okay, whatever. Like if, if they, I don't know that that firing Garrett, I don't know if that lights a fire onto anybody in that locker room or, or the right people in that locker room. Because by and large, there's a lot of people in that group who are supposed to be playing better than they are. Their money, the amount of money they're making says they should be playing better than they are. I don't know if that's going to change because they're still going to get paid. Right? Mm. How many guys on this team are playing up to their price tag
1: right now? I'll tell you this. I'll gladly say Lyle Collins. <laughs> yeah, we were to about say. to. We said that yeah. earlier this
0: morning. Like we, as we started going through the list, Dak Lyle's a guy. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good you're point. right.
2: Good, Good point. point.
0: But Lyle, I think is is especially when you talk about the offensive line, yeah. which that's probably the position where you have most of your money, and it's supposed to be the strength of your team. And right now across that line outside of LA I don't know that anybody's playing up to their expectations it's, and that includes Zach Martin Travis, Travis Zach Patrick, Martin like all of them they're not, not playing up everybody. to the level that you would expect and, them to be
1: playing and you know we we get it injuries are part of that a lot of guys are going through stuff it's just, but the you know the black and white truth of the matter is that's just it is what it is there aren't very many heavy hitting expensive players playing up to that billing on this team
0: and, oh. and the glaring ones are the ones that just got paid. Like those are the ones I think that a lot of people are looking at. Like the expectation was that you you were getting paid because you were supposed to be the the up and coming leaders of this team, and you're not even playing at the level of the money you're
1: getting. Now. If you've listened to this show all season, you know, like I'll you know I'll go to bat for Demarcus Lawrence any day and say he's played a lot better than people want to give him credit for didn't play well last night. It's a bad look when you're crashing down and giving up a 23-yard rushing touchdown to a quarterback that had 80 yards entering the game. Yep. 80 yards on the season entering that game. He had 64 last night. Like the Bears basically flipped on the Detroit and Bills games and
2: were like, "Oh, oh, they can't defend running quarterbacks. All right, we're going to do that." And it's there's exactly nothing they can do about Matt it. What N- Matt Nagy said, yeah. Pre- in his press conference, he said, "We saw some things on tape that we figured, you know, we thought we could do." You know, that's it's a novel concept. Figuring out what the other team doesn't do well. Well, that's the indictment on this coaches. But it's staff not. Though, right?
0: it's not no, really. That's,
1: the, that's
2: my point. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. You can do that. I think with the Cowboys because they do what they do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. this is who we it's, are. It's a novel
1: concept to game plan for what your opponent doesn't do well instead because. of just focusing on
0: what you do well. And, and the fact that the Cowboys were, and I don't, maybe this is the right word. I don't know if it is. Were arrogant enough to to just think, well, it'll fix itself. There were two games we're so there good. where yeah. lesser quarterbacks were able to get all those ground yards against you, right? And you didn't think, hey, this could be a problem coming up. Last week when you did the scouting report in Chicago, one thing I you said, said they is— were well, said well, they were I know. great. I said But one of you said about Mitch Trubisky is, yeah, he, he's a guy that can run on you, right? And if the fact that you could see it, but they weren't thoughtful enough to say he is a guy that can run on you— And we've been run on by two other lesser-quality quarterbacks? It is... That they wouldn't be prepared for that, to me, was the indictment.
1: It's very rare that dumb me, non-scouting me, can watch an hour's worth of NFL Game Pass and call my shot and be so blindingly right. Like, it was so obvious. Mitch
0: Trubisky's an athletic quarterback. Like. It, it was it was painfully obvious. And if he can't do that, it changes the whole pro- projection of what he's going to do in that game.
1: And that actually goes back to the point I wanted to make. Look, Dak didn't play well. I, I don't think Nick's wrong. He might have played his worst game of the season. It's certainly one of the worst two or three games that he played this year. But I come out of that game stupefied by the defense, really, more than the offense. Because I, I just looked this up while we were talking. The offense had four possessions in the first half. They go 17 yards and score. They go three and out from their own goal line, which, like, I'm not going to kill you for that. You're limited in what you can do. Another three and out, that's not great. They have another scoring drive that gives them the potential to tie the game with a field goal. Brett Maher misses. And what is happening while all of this is going on? The Bears are driving the field five out of five times. If Trubisky doesn't throw a bad pick on the first possession, they probably score on five straight possessions. Mm -hmm. They scored on their next four after the pick and that includes after halftime when they you know again Cowboys took the ball to start the game i have no idea why but the bears took advantage of it because the defense just didn't elect to stop anything until it was what 24 to 7 that's when the defense started forcing 24 punts 24
3: unanswered points
1: when it was 24 to 7 the defense started ans- uh, started forcing punts and then mm-hmm. When the offense rediscovered their mojo and scored, that's when the Bears were like, oh, oh no, Wait, no, we're, no we're, we're not done scoring. We Okay, now that y'all are back in the game, we're going to go take care of business. Yeah. I thought the defense was
0: atrocious. Yeah, okay, so we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. Real quick, I'm going to leave you guys with this stat before we go to break. Uh, this is interesting. I saw this last night. Mr. Risky last night was the first quarterback in NFL history to oh, God. Complete, yeah, complete 70% plus of passes uh, on 30-plus attempts. Throw three touchdowns, rush for 50-plus yards, rush for a touchdown in a single game. He made NFL history last night. Not the first time a player has made
3: NFL history against the team this year.
0: So I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, I'm going to ask you guys what went wrong with this defense. I want you to give me some answers, because it doesn't seem like many people have answers. I want to hear a few thoughts from you guys on what you think went wrong defensively, really over the season, what's gone wrong with this defense. We'll do it when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
2: Cheer.
1: Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019.
0: <laughs> back to the break. Welcome back. It's the second segment of The Break Live in SWBC Mortgage Studios. Kyle, you mic. Uh, we are talking about Cowboys. <laughs> we are talking about Cowboys versus Bears. Cowboys lose 31-24. Fall to 6 and 7 on the season. They're down under 500 with 3 games to go and still leading the NFC East. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Is it, but like do you think
1: they'd be playing better if they had to like chase to catch up to somebody? Like if the Eagles were having a good season and the Cowboys had to keep pace, do you think they'd be playing better? That's a hard question. Maybe like you need that which I mean, you shouldn't because this you're professionals, but yeah. they need that motivating factor. Like, oh, if we don't start winning games, we're done. Whereas, yeah. like, damn, we lost again, and our you know their percentage of making the playoffs only dropped from seventy three to sixty seven last night. Yeah, that's,
3: what a blessing to be in this division.
1: If I mean, if that's year? what you want to call it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's something. It.
0: All right, yeah. Um, I was before the break we were talking about the defense, and I posed the question: What do you think? Is the problem with the defense and I, I think it goes beyond just this game I think it's probably it might be all season but it's definitely been a growing theme as the season has gone on and personally I think it's one that's gotten worse as the season's gone on the defense seems to get worse not better what are your thoughts as to some of the issues and why they're happening to this defense
2: well I don't I, there, there's a, everything they don't get enough pass rush um to to really, you know, make a difference there. And I think that everybody's just kind of okay. You know, the secondary's just just an okay secondary. Nothing great there. Uh, they're just not special at anything. The linebackers don't fly around the ball like you would expect. Missing Leighton Esch is a big deal, but you know, you, when you have Sean Lee and Joe Thomas, you'd think you would be able to, you know, overcome and other teams overcome their injuries all the time. So, and by the way, he wasn't playing great before the injury. I don't think he wasn't playing to his expectations. I mean, he was playing. You know, he was.
0: He was like the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. You
3: Tackling know. has been terrible too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All across the board. Huh? That's uh, to
3: watch them break like three or four tackles multiple times yeah. last night was insane.
1: There yeah. and that. I mean, that's you know, I, I was harping on the defense before the break. If this is Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, you know. I say it all the time, like, oh, the, the, the rules are skewed toward offense. These things are going to happen. This, was, this is one of the worst offenses in the NFL. They yeah. were 29th going into the game. Mitch Trubisky got benched a month ago. I know they came back and said he got hurt. I don't buy it. He got benched in the waning minutes of a loss to the Rams. This is a guy who has struggled to throw for 200 yards. This is an offense that failed to score more than 20 points in eight of their 12 games heading into last night. He scored 31. It's only the second time they've hit 30 all year. Speaks for itself. They picked on these guys. Jalen Smith got picked on last night. They singled him out in the red zone.
3: Three times in a row.
1: Yeah. It, Until it worked. And it did. And it did, <laughs> and it did it work. Worked, yeah. it, it, and it's it's baffling. And I thought it was illuminating. We all know Jason Garrett is great at not giving specific answers to questions. He went up last night and said, specifically on defense guys are trying to do too much they're pressing they're trying to make the big play you know the I thought um, Sean Sharif on the fan this morning had a great analogy like you know you try to hit the six run home run in baseball when you're trailing by a bunch instead of just focusing on getting a hit it it certainly looks that way and like I said I thought it was illuminating that if Jason Garrett gives you a specific like that then I think it's an even bigger issue. Than it actually like it's even bigger. If if it's so big that Jason Garrett is willing to acknowledge it, it's pretty damn big, is so, what I'm trying so to say. So, do you think that that's
0: happening because guys are trying to get their own personal highlights, or because they're just trying so hard to help the team win? And the reason why the, oh, here's on. the only reason it why, why I asked both. that question. Yeah. You well, here's the only reason the why hero. I asked that question because there's a lot of people that are giving Jalen Smith a lot of flack last night for swiping. When they're getting their butts whooped and he makes a play, and it makes me wonder are there guys that are that are thinking more about their personal brands and thinking more about, hey, I gotta get my highlight, and that's why you tend to go away from doing your job for the purpose of maybe making the big splash play. And that's a different, that's a whole different thing than, hey, I see my teammate over here who's struggling. I'm gonna try to give him a little extra help, and that takes me out of position from what I'm supposed to be doing, right? So I'm, I'm trying to figure out where do you think this lies. It can be both of those things, right?
1: And which it's I always it's always dicey when you're talking about somebody's motives. True. Like we don't, you know, I don't know, I can't pinpoint to a certainty what drives these guys, but I do know it's a terrible look when you showboat down
2: three scores in a football game. I mean, it could be... It's a terrible look when you're dancing in front of, you know, like after you've made a play on second down and a guy is down there on the ground hurt. Now, whether or not you saw that or not... Because uh, I think he tweeted out that yeah, he, he, didn't he didn't see it. it, but that's still a problem because you're doing some kind of like high five that that like teenage girls do, you know, like at camp and stuff like that. Like with some Did other you do player, that at camp I don't any?
3: think I had yeah. any major high fives when I was a teenage girl at camp.
2: You didn't have like a secret handshake? Well, you should, because <laughs> well, what was happening? Because you were privately paying attention to see if some other camp director was hurt or something <laughs> like that. Because that's what was going on. So yeah, you didn't see it because you were doing that and. Either way, it's second down because they went the at you on play. first. They went at on second, and they might do it again. And they got them the third time, yeah. which I still would like to see more of a re, uh, review on that play. But, you know, because we review everything. But, you know, and, and I'll say this. If there's a weird call that you haven't heard of before, <laughs> watch a Cowboy game because you're going to get it. Not only are it you going to get a fourth timeout, you're going to get it twice in the <laughs> game. A fourth timeout. Which
1: I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth. Yeah. I, football should be fun. You should have fun while you're
0: playing it. This year hasn't been fun for me. No,
1: I'm oh. sorry. I mean, I know, but you get my <laughs> All point. All like, just football. I want touchdown dances. <laughs> I want Robert Quinn to dance like a snake when he gets a sack. Yeah. But maybe not if you're getting pummeled, right? Which they were.
3: Know the right, right. time.
1: Yeah, time, there's a time and place. And like I said, like I don't know to a certainty what drives these guys, but. They're pressing. They're out of position. Like that's coming from their head coach, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't lead you to a good conclusion when you see that type of stuff in a game that is
2: lopsided. It shows that you do not care. That's what it looks like. Is that you really don't care? I remember in another fifty-four, Darren Hambrick, they were getting beat by the Eagles, forty to seven, or so, in the rain, and he. Did a he made a tackle like on third and five? It went right in front of the Eagles' bench and did the gravedigger dance right in front of them. And it was like forty to seven. And you're like, hmm, okay. It just shows that I don't really care about the score. I'm gonna get mine.
3: There's there's du- to a degree where you Julius do that to, to hype each other up. And I get that. Like, hey, you know, we can still do this. We're still in this. Let's let's stay confident. We can do this. But you have to understand the limit. Yeah. By that.
1: And that's I, I do think. I do think the chemistry among the defensive players is good. Like, I think those guys love each other. They get along. It hasn't translated. And, yeah, like, I know people are tired of hearing about the hot boys, and I totally understand that. So I have a hard time buying that they're out there like, I don't give a damn about these other ten guys. Like, I don't necessarily think that's true. But... They're clearly trying
0: to do too much in a lot of different ways. Well, the point is there are, there are a lot of brands on this team. Oh right? yeah, there's it, a lot of brands, and that's why I asked the question is when you have a lot of brands, I think sometimes that can lend itself to guys making business decisions. And part of those business, business decisions are, look at me. Like I need, I need those moments where you have to look at me and say, "I'm a great player, right? And And that may not always lend itself to doing what's best for the team your assignment may be one that does the dirty work so somebody else can shine. And if you're not always focused on just doing your assignment and not being the guy to make the play, then what we're seeing right now is what happens, right? Right. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, I want to talk about this quote from Jerry. Uh, it just kind of – I saw a lot of people reacting to it. it. basically said last night, every healthy coach will continue to coach, and that probably means that there aren't going to be changes to this coaching staff. I'll ask you guys – if that's the right decision when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
3: Ready?
2: Okay. Give Give me an
3: S. S. Give me an O. O.
2: Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's
3: that spell? So-so. Are we going to win?
1: Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019.
3: Seek Geek app and let's go. Seek Geek. Hey Cowboys Nation, this season when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory because if the Cowboys win the next day, Dunkin' is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys' success from the sidelines, head to Dunkin' and treat yourself to real victory. Because this season, Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day too with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer
0: back to the break. It is the final segment of the break, live in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and we're talking about this depressing loss Cowboys lose to the uh, Chicago Bears 31-24. Nick, give us uh, some kind of something. I don't know. Something to us, make us
2: game. Happy. You want to go to a championship game, game Championship game sure football. You? Go to the Big 12 championship, because <laughs> that's probably the closest thing we're going to have this year at the AT&T Stadium, other than the high school games that are the UIL uh, Texas State playoffs will be there as well. But December 7th, which is Tomorrow. tomorrow, Oklahoma tomorrow. and we right? will play yeah. at 11 a.m. So you can go to SeatGeek.com to get some tickets there.
0: I will say this. I'm very, very excited about the fact that there are no Cowboys games this weekend. So tomorrow I plan to sit down on my couch around 10 o'clock. And I really don't plan to move again until like about 10 o'clock tomorrow night. The best. Just watching all the conference championships. It'll be a great day of football. Those are the best days. It is. Who are you guys playing?
1: LSU. I am going to be in New Orleans watching LSU play for an SEC title with most of my closest friends. I'm oh, pretty, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Sounds fun. Hopefully me and Nick will, they win. Me and
0: Nick will just be I living be vicariously through football.
3: other people. My, my college football. What's your Missouri? College? Oh.
2: <laughs> Y'all.
0: Well, all three of us. Like, this has been a really bad college year. A really
2: bad college year. The worst. I was thinking about that this morning. This is my worst football season I've ever had. Between college and pro? Life. Yeah. That can't be true. It is. 15? It is. No, no.
0: He's saying across the board,
1: it, but I mean, I'm not trying. Like you wrote a book about the 15th season, and it didn't go great. Yeah, it
2: didn't. It didn't go great. But like, coach was fired on one team, Arkansas.
1: Yeah, that's coach true. Coach
2: might be getting fired on this team. I mean, everyone yeah. wants it.
0: The Wills fall off both for you. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I had yeah. an
2: 18 game, 18 year, you know, streak of winning seasons on my other team that was snapped.
0: Yeah, it just Bad. hasn't been a good year. It
1: it's hasn't okay. been. It's okay. 2020
3: good year. is almost here, Nick.
1: It is. I was going to say I invite anybody to vicariously root for LSU through me, but I think the opposite's going to happen. Yeah. I hate it. There's no. a lot of people that are going to be rooting started, against LSU I started because started of me.
0: earlier this year after y'all beat us. I started coming around on the idea I really want to see. These fans be able to get that championship, no, get don't. over BAM, all that. No, you don't. And the more the season has worn worn on are. and I've heard you the on Twitter, yeah. the more I'm like I was telling my wife this other day, I was like, I hope they don't win this national title. Just I, because
3: they I hope would they tweet get, that much more. Yes,
0: I hope Ohio State just completely runs them off the field. You know what? Just so I don't have to hear about it for another year. Go big or go home. Like I'm not I, I hear you. This I isn't you. this isn't a game for the meek.
2: Go like <laughs> you like bring it on. Like I'm either Said, and
1: if they lose, pile it on. So I can take it. Yeah. it. This, yeah. is, this
2: is why I love football. Yeah. And then the, the book that I wrote that you're alluding to is the same thing. It was in a great season. But, you know, but the thing about it was is that that's why we're in this. Because next year we're going to be back Optimism doing it starts again. all over, right? And yeah. that's what is so beautiful about sports and especially football is that, you know what? These people that said, I am done. I am done. You're done because it's Monday, and you're done because <laughs> it's Tuesday, and you don't have to do anything. And you, Maybe you're not going to read our stories or the, or the break or the Talking Cowboys, but on Sunday, you're going to wear your old Troy Aikman jersey again, and you're going to put on the same slippers you always wear, and you're going to sit in the same spot on your couch, and you're going to watch the game because that's what your dad did, and that's what you do. Like I've said it a thousand times, you don't choose to be a Cowboys fan. It chooses you. So you'll be back Sunday against the Rams. Pissed off, but you'll be there.
0: (laughs) And that's the point. You're going to be pissed, but the point is you're still going to. If you're a real fan and a fan of football and a fan of your team, you're still going to be watching this. i watch Texas football even
1: though I'm frustrated with them. I completely agree. We are all that sick type of breed, and the people that listen to this type of show are Mm -hmm. too. But I will say, and Jerry Jones said this this morning on his radio interview. He He was like, you know, I get like people are pissed off, and I get that, and I understand it, and I don't remember the direct quote, but he was like, "It's apathy that concerns me as the owner and general manager." I think that could be a problem if somehow this gets run back. Like, what do you mean run back? I mean, like, people are out on Jason Garrett, right? the The vast, vast, vast majority of Cowboys
0: fans. Yeah, he can't. But but I think the great news for them is the way this thing has gone. It really, in my opinion, and again, I don't know. Jerry still gets the final say, obviously. But it, I have a hard time believing that this thing turned out any way other than one of two. Either he goes all the way, yeah. and Jerry's like, well, see, I told you. We just had to give it time. Which, or it doesn't, and he's gone, and they start over. And I think that's the disconnect. And I think
1: we uh, we would all agree we're on the same page with that. And we're on the inside this is our job, so we approach it a little more even-keeled than a fan would. And we're like, look, whether it's today or in three weeks or after their playoff game, the Jason Garrett era seems like it's over. And, And it is what it is. And I think a lot of fans are like, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, they see that graphic of the Undertaker, right? And Yeah, and they're just like, (laughs) they're like, tell me I'm not going to be sitting down and it's going to be Cowboys-Giants at 3.30 on September 10th next year and Jason Garrett's going to be the head coach. And I think a lot of them believe that. And that's – I mean, you bring back apathy. He's going to be the head coach, just not – Just not – well, man. oh, my God. They, if, if that were to happen,
2: <laughs> God, we're getting so
1: – it would be Sunday Night Football, right? It would have to be.
2: Oh, Jason Garrett comes back to at as the coach of the Gi- – Yeah, absolutely. But I think
1: they're, and I think that's – we're sitting there like, look, just let this thing play out. It'll be fine. And Cowboys fans are like, I, I don't think I believe it. Seen you. it before. Yeah.
0: yeah, seen it before. and yeah. that's, And
1: that's where I wonder, like – how many times can you do this before even the most okay. died in the wool Cowboys fan is like enough?
2: Okay, but when are you guys or, or other people going to going to kind of come with me on this and say it doesn't matter who your coach is? These players are not as good as we think they are. The uh, talent okay. is not as great as and, and that's the that's what the media does, and we're a part of it too. But how many times do you see? Cowboys are going to do this. The Cowboys are great. This team is the number one team in college football. All of a sudden, they barely make a bowl, and they're like, well, the coach sucks. The players suck. You know what? Media, maybe you suck. Maybe we suck, thinking that the Cowboys were going to be better.
0: Here's the question, though, because I think it's two different things. Is it is it that they aren't talented or aren't as talented as we thought, or is it that they're not playing up to potential? Because I think those are two different things, and I think in this instance, I think I go more to the point of – I think they're not playing up to their potential because there are guys that I know are really good players on this team that have not played like really good players all season. We talked about the offensive line. Give I think me there one number. guy: Tyrant, okay, Zach, Travis. Travis, Travis. Like, go down the line. Like, there's a there are a number. Demarcus Lawrence. I think Demarcus Lawrence is a phenomenal player. I don't think he's played like that this year. I mean, I don't think he's been as bad as some people think, but I don't think he's played up to where he played
2: last year. This yeah. is absolutely the 2008 season all over again because that team was coming off a really good team from the year before. Everything was ready for them. They went 3 and 0 to start the season and then the bottom dropped out and they've had some terrible embarrassing losses there. And then the season and in the offseason before that, they signed about three guys that they signed to big long-term deals mm-hmm. basically off of what they've done and not what they were going to do. One of them was Terrence Newman, one of them was Marion Barber who was pretty much mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Maybe Colombo or did they d- d- sign?
0: When did they resign? No, that wouldn't have
2: been. There, there was a, there was another guy that they they put a lot of money into and it hasn't really worked out. And that you,
0: wasn't Hamlin, was it?
2: N- n- uh, Who no. was Hamlin? Wouldn't you say? I mean, oh,
0: which I
1: wasn't here. I was in college, which means Danny, you were probably in high school. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Middle school. Oh God, jeez, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just okay. They went thirteen and three the year before that. Whole bunch of crap happened. They missed the playoffs, and the next year they went eleven and five. Yeah. So I'm led to believe that must have been a pretty talented group of players to right push together more two one. playoff runs and barely miss the playoffs in the middle of that. Oh, yeah. they kept the same coach. So
3: how could they have been so talented last year when this is majority of the same team than this that's, year just fall? That, that's why I think but that's it's more the NFL. Potential.
0: I think that's the point. Like that's the NFL. If you look at the NFL, it happens like that. Think about yeah, the Atlanta Falcons two years ago. They were 28-3 to three at halftime of a Super Bowl in the lead, and now they are one of the worst teams in the NFL. And a lot of the same players that were the best of what they had back then are still on that team and still playing for them. As a matter of fact, they've added talent. I mean, that's the NFL. That's how the NFL works. I what think are
2: you saying? you think that these 50- to 60-year-old coaches that have been doing it their whole life just now aren't as good? I think I, mean, it's, like I think it's,
0: it's both. I think sometimes players just don't play as well as they should, yeah. and I think sometimes they aren't put in the right position because coaches. Because here's the thing: if you're really that good, that means that next off season, everybody that you're going to face the next season is spending a little extra time getting ready for you well, to make sure they have answers to play, especially in your division.
2: I think I think this team's getting their ass kicked on Wednesday and Thursday. That's what I we've said it several times over the, you know the, the years, and I think we're starting to see it more and more now. That they're not as prepared to go and win games, and that is is on coaching. There's no doubt that that's on coaching. Yeah, it's on players too. To, to I mean,
1: that used to that was what we said was Jason Garrett's strength. Yeah. and yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't seem like it this year, right?
2: And getting your ass kicked is something he it hasn't really happened a lot with him, but it did last night. Like score aside, whatever, yeah. they got beat, and they got beat by a pretty. Average to bad team.
0: And that's now the two weeks in a row. Cause, yeah. Because the same thing happened to them on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. They yeah, got their bus least. Them. I mean, right. the Bills are probably going to be in the playoffs. The Bears are not. I get it. My point though yeah. is like you're not used to seeing Jason Garrett teams get dominated like that. Yeah. You're used to seeing them, even if they lose, you're used to seeing them yeah. put put forth the effort to be in the game at any point in the fourth quarter. Like they're in the game. That's what or me you, and me and
1: Taylor Stern had a little back and forth on Twitter last night where I was like, this is one of the worst three game stretches of football of the Jason Garrett era and Taylor was like, "Well, what about 2015?" Oh. And I was like, "2015 didn't have a quarterback and they went down to the wire week after week. Mm-hmm. They were fighting their asses off. They were losing in overtime. Matt Castle. They were getting beat on the last play of the game by the Bucks like they weren't they weren't good, but they were not getting blown out yeah. ever. Like yeah. nobody just kicked their ass." Yep. And and this team has gotten its ass kicked a few times are, this season. Are you going to
2: pick the Cowboys to win another game?
1: Yeah, no, I want like the, I mean I'm yeah. going to pull a Nick Eatman. Like they're going to lose to the Rams on Sunday, then they're going to turn around and win two straight NFC East games and make the playoffs. That's, that's who they what's are right happen.
0: now. What we know of them is they beat teams that are worse than by and large. They beat NFC and East they beat NFC East teams. Like gonna, that's who they that's who they beat up on. They're going to they finish this season. They're going to finish this
1: season six and zero against the NFC East, eight and eight, and then two and two and eight against everybody else. And their two wins would be against Miami and Detroit who are not good.
2: And both of them beat the Eagles.
1: True? Wow. Yeah, they did. Which I mean that just this I kind of um the ringer, the sport you know, the national website, they did an article last week where they like ranked the worst divisions of the realignment era. And they were like, "Oh, the 19 NFC East isn't like it's not the worst, but it's up there." And I kind of took issue with that. This was before the Dolphins game, the Miami uh, the Eagles Dolphins game. And since then and since the Bears game, I was thinking about it. I was like, "No, yeah, like this this could be one of the worst two or three divisions in,
0: you know, in the history of since realignment, I For mean, sure. Is it possible? I think it is. It, it's possible for the winner of this division to be 7 and 9, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I mean, that just speaks volumes with 3 games left, the possibility and I I wouldn't think it's a far-fetched possibility that the winner of this division is 7 and 9. Definitely a great possibility they could be 8 and 8. Which to go back to my point, I think, like, that, I think, is what has Cowboys
1: fans mad today, is they're like, I'll be damned if this team isn't going to go 8-8 eight and eight, and maybe even mess around and win a home playoff game. And then what do you do with this coach that they don't like? No. And I think that is probably keeping a lot of fans awake at night.
0: See, but I, I'm, I, I think that that's going to be even more validation that something else has to happen, because that means that, and Jerry talked about this morning on his call, he was like, you know, If you've seen something happen before, then you know there's a possibility it can happen again. I think Jerry believes wholeheartedly this team's talented, which leaves you with, okay, if you're just not getting the most out of your talent, at some point you got to do something to get the most out of your talent.
1: I know we're running out of time, but I wanted to say that, too, is I agree with Nick to a degree, like, you know, thinking back to training camp, Xavier Wood's didn't make the jump that, that I think we thought he would. Cheeto Awuzier is another mm-hmm. one. Fantastic camp. Didn't translate. Like media definitely takes some accountability in that. I still, even after all of this, contend that the core of this team is very talented. I think the quarterback is good. I think the running back is great. I think Amari Cooper's phenomenal. I don't I mean he struggled in the early going. For some reason he can't he can't play great on the road. I don't know why. I still think he's a fantastic receiver. I think there's talent on the defense. Uh, it just hasn't translated this year, and I don't know why.
0: All right, we appreciate you joining us. We're back on Monday. We'll tell you about what happens this weekend. We'll tell you where the Cowboys sit, and we'll start getting ready for Cowboys versus Rams. Still then, for Nick Eatman, uh, Dave Hellman, Danny Cerec, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,
3: Cowboys?